and the events. This is very much a course that revolves around ideas. We want to understand the fundamental vocabulary, the chronology, and the geography. Specifically, when we talk about vocabulary, we want to talk about theological language, and especially we're going to be talking about a branch of theology that's called ecclesiology. It comes from the Greek word ekklesia, which means assembly, um, and that's the first kind of word for the church. You know the, the word ecclesiastical or ecclesial. Those are adjectives that come from it. And ecclesiology is that branch of theology that deals with the nature and function of the church. Definition. What is the church? Function. How does the church operate? And what we're going to see is this pulse throughout the whole course that different people are going to have different notions of what they mean when they say church. And that's the idea that drives the bus of this course. We want to have a broader perspective. The Reformations is really a family conflict beyond just religion. There are socioeconomic um, elements, as we said before, political, gender elements. And we want to understand the influence that Reformation Europe had and continues to have on world history, especially as we live in this new global perspective, and we want to provide a roadmap for future study so that maybe after you do um, this course uh, with me, you may then read a biography of Martin Luther or read a history of the Council of Trent with a broader perspective. Now, I should say that some people do history top-down. You know, um, that history is a biography of great men is a famous uh, statement, of course. Women don't like that statement, nor should they, because history is also the biography of great women. And it's not just behind every great man, there is a great woman. Um, we have women driving history as well. But to look at history just from the top down kind of leaves the rest of us out, right? Because how many of us are going to be popes, kings, queens, emperors, bishops? What about bottom-up history? History that's told from the lives of the people who are living the implications of the decisions of these big people. And that's a very good way of doing history. In the last 50 years, that's the way people have been doing a lot of history in any field. Civil War, American Revolution, Soviet Russia. Well, what I want to do is I want to marry those two. I don't want to take an either-or approach, top-down or bottom-up. I want to take a both-and approach, both top-down and bottom-up history. And we're going to find that some ideas and some names and some events are going to be visited in several topics. And that's okay, too, because this whole period is a tapestry. It's very hard to do the, the old cause, course, consequence way of doing history. This leads to that, and clean comes out of that, a consequence. No, this is a tapestry with a warp and a woof, and sometimes it's very hard to figure out the chicken and the egg. So we're going to be doing some same similar ideas and words and names in several different topics, and that is entirely to be embraced, and it's entirely intentional. Now, some critical first principles. You'll notice that this course is entitled The Reformations, plural. That is absolutely intended. And because titles capitalize their first letters in our English usage, the word Reformations is capitalized. But I don't want you to think of it that way. I want you to think of it as the Reformations, lowercase r and an s at the end. And that immediately takes us away from this, this caricature of the Reformation. 
It happens on a particular day, October 31st, 1517, when Martin Luther posts the 95 Theses. Nobody saw it coming. It happens that day. Everything has changed afterwards. Absolutely untrue. So by looking at that lowercase r and that plural, we begin to understand that there are multiple reformations, successful and failed, within Roman Catholicism and within Protestantism. Now, it is true that before 1517, you don't really have to say Roman Catholic. Now, yes, let's remember that this course takes place in Europe, a Western uh, Latin form of Christianity that is the heir of the Roman Empire. There is, of course, the Greek or Orthodox East. Um, Byzantium is its center, modern-day Istanbul, ancient and medieval Constantinople. We're going to be looking at that Latin Western